if a guy is friends with a girl, he is, I won't say wait for the opportunity to fuck her, but if the opportunity to fuck her arose, he would fuck her. Simon Therapy Podcast, where we hand down our experiences on dating, sex, relationships, mental health, and all the bullshit in between. The good, the bad, the ugly, the do's, the don'ts, or the fuck it, just do it. I'm your co-host, Kenzie, 30-year-old divorcee, dating app connoisseur, single for the first time since I was 17, and my favorite flag is apparently red. And I'm your co-host, Jen, a 31-year-old anxiously attached in recovery. I give off major dad vibes when traveling, planning, and decorating. I'm a sucker for a Bud Light, and if you're mean to me and have a beard, I'll probably fall in love with you. All right. So we have a special guest today. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for having me after uh, it only took eight fucking months to get here. <laughs> yeah, Bananas has been asking to be a guest on our podcast pretty much since we started. Since we started from the very beginning. Because yeah. I'm a pick-me bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he really, he really, really is. I know we all talk about, like, female pick-me bitches, but Bananas is the ultimate female pick-me bitch. <laughs> well, I hope y'all are the only one to see it, though. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Try to hide my red flag from everybody. I feel like we know you too much that we know how to pick up on the pick-me behavior. Because uh-huh. we'll be out together anywhere, and we're like, if you're annoying us, we're like, he's acting like a pick-me bitch. <laughs> Bananas is our best friend, and we just are brutally honest with him in every aspect of life, which sometimes mean that we roast him a little bit. But I, th- I do think y'all, I think y'all say that to me because you know it annoys me and it upsets me. <laughs> does it bother you when I call you a pick me bitch? Yeah, it does because I'm not a pick me bitch. <laughs> I'm bananas. Let's take like a couple steps back though and talk about how we met because I feel like the story is a little bit unconventional because you're supposed to be. I don't know. Jen and I kind of pride ourselves on being like girls, girls always. Mm -hmm. And so in this situation, we've always kind of tiptoed around how we handle being your best friend. So Bananas and I met because his ex-girlfriend was an old co-worker of mine. And we started meeting out with them and hanging out. And Jen Jen and I would go out with them and hang out with them as a couple. At the time, they were together. At the time, we knew her better than Bananas. And as time has grown... And gone on. Mm-hmm. I feel like the three I'm an of us, amazing fucking person. <laughs> the three of us are inseparable. So y'all's relationship ended, and we we're kind of stuck in this weird situation of how to handle it. And we just realized that, based on several factors, that bananas was a person who was going to be in our life long term. Well, it was definitely y'all definitely tiptoed around it at the beginning. Um, yeah. Well, it all falls back to being, like, a girl's girl. You always want yeah. to have a girl's back, and, you know, but when it came to your situation, we knew that the woman in the situation wasn't going to be somebody who we had around long-term. And your personality, we both click with you so well that we just were like, you're our... You just, you're a guy. You're 
you're our you're in our group. You're I'm one a, of us. I'm a bro. <laughs> you're like the male version of Jen and I. I feel like I hate to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just are. you fit in, you fit in with us so well because one of the first times we talk about this several times. One of the first times we all hung out together, we went out and I had my Tinder up and we were swiping and you and I were going through and we were just talking and laughing and we were having so much well, fun. we vibed a little too hard. Yes. And then <laughs> no, you I, guys vibed so hard that when we left, me and Jen both were like, wow. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I caught myself and I was like, oh, I need to go to your girlfriend. And I didn't, I, cause I didn't, I, I was not hitting on you by any means. I just, we just were having a great time and yeah. I didn't want her to think anything or feel like I was being disrespectful in any way. Cause I'd be mine. I am mindful of that as hanging out with someone of the opposite sex. So I was like, Oh, I gotta like hang out with her and talk to her and ask her questions. I just didn't naturally. I just honestly didn't click with her as well as I clicked with you. That's well, just and the truth. you also might not have been being disrespectful, but I may have been <laughs> being disrespectful. <laughs> well, I don't think, I don't think you're being disrespectful. I think that no matter what, if you're a guy or a girl, sometimes you're just going to have that vibe and that chemistry as a friend, whether yeah. you're a guy or a girl. So I don't think yeah. that either of you are being actually disrespectful in any manner because she also is a woman who would have voiced that feeling of feeling disrespected. And I don't think there was ever any. Yeah. That. Had you done, had you crossed a line, I would have, I would have said, I wouldn't yeah. have let that happen mm-hmm. either because that is always in back on, on top of mind of you know, hanging out with someone who's in a relationship. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) But, but in retrospect, I think like looking back, that just goes to show that we're having all this fun. Like it just kind of, we realize now that you weren't happy then. Right. Like, well, I mean, I knew then, but yeah, we didn't know that. Well, we didn't know you because it's like, we were still outsiders into your personal life and we didn't really know. I mean, granted, when we would hang out with you guys, it would give you a 30-minute limit, and then we'd be yeah. like, all right, they're going to start fighting. We have to go. Yeah. Which, y'all told me that. I didn't recognize that because I thought we always fought after. I didn't know yeah. we fought during the bar. Yeah. Um, I was definitely, I know y'all didn't know me before, but it was absolutely a shift in mm-hmm. my personality because I literally, every time I went to the bar with her, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And uh, and other people saw it. Like I said, y'all didn't know me before, but other people saw it, and it was like, bananas, you're not you, but... So, like, when you guys were together and you say that your personality changed, I feel like on our show we always have the female perspective when it comes to things in relationships that are very toxic. And we don't ever get the opportunity to have, like, a male perspective when it comes to toxic relationships. And, unfortunately, it's coming from the female side onto Mm. the male. When you say that your personality had changed, is that because of what was going on inside of your relationship? Yeah, I mean, I was miserable and I, I can't what sucks is because I stayed with her so long but I knew it's not like I didn't know like I would call her out for it like oh I would you th- would call her out on like behaviors that were happening. yeah I would call her out because I understand the behaviors I recognize behaviors and I should have left earlier but I, I would call her out we'd be I would she would do some shit and I would literally say you're gaslighting me right now and I was like and she would like double down on it. So you would even voice to her like, "Hey, you are gaslighting." Yes, right I would now. acknowledge. It. I would say, "Hey, you are." I I recognize behavior. I you are gaslighting me right now, and I would say, "This is happening." You're not. I tell her you're not going to bullshit me, and then she would double down on it, and I would be like, "You are gaslighting me." <laughs> <laughs> like I'm, you're not getting around this by doubling down on it. And somehow it would still 
stick. When certain people play victim, they are always the victim. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't. Well, true. When you're in a relationship for so long, when you're being gaslit, and even now being out of my relationship, and I've even had not even just in my marriage, but even I've even had friends like try to gaslight me. And even after all this time of being out of my relationship, even though in my head I'm like they're gaslighting me, in my head I'm still like, wait a minute, maybe they're not gaslighting me. Maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And that happens. Even in the relationship, even though you're saying to them, mm-hmm. you're gaslighting me, your brain is still now wired to question whether you're still the crazy person or not. See, I never, I don't think I ever had that thought. But with that being said, I broke up with, it took me three times to break up with her before I was finally done. So uh, you can recognize behavior. And I think. Still get stuck in that it cycle. still get stuck in that cycle. Yeah. Still would develop feelings for someone, yeah. even if you know it's not. That's what we all do. You still can have feelings you still can love someone and know that it's not a healthy relationship like that's not it's not black and white (laughs) no it's never black and white and they say even times when it comes to situations where you're in a domestic violence relationship or you're in a toxic relationship it can take up to seven times for a person to actually leave that relationship and say okay this is it i'm done Mm -hmm. seven times is a lot to say hey i'm done with you and i'm moving on and there's so many times in my marriage where I would say, I'm done with you. I'm separating. We're going to get it. You know, I never dropped the D word until it was time to drop it. But the times of I'm separating and I'm leaving you, I've lost count on how many times that happened for, that's not a, that's not unusual or uncommon. I don't feel like that makes you anything other than a normal human being like, I'm going to leave her and then you go right back. Well, it sucks. I mean, cause I'm a very logical person. Like I look at things objectively and so, and I recognize that, but it sucks to me that I know something's bad. But I stay in that situation. Mm-hmm. That's just it's you're just human. Normal. You're yeah. human. I mean, if and like you want to get your pee pee wet. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, <laughs> the sex that I had in my marriage was by far some of the most best sex that I ever had. And then it's always awful because two days later is when the all the other toxic stuff would come up, and it's like, why are we able to connect on such a good level when it comes to sex? And then two days later our relationship is horrible and I'm questioning everything about myself and everything about our marriage. That's not uncommon and don't ever feel like you're wrong or you shouldn't have done that. That's normal human behavior. Yeah. So all this time after your relationship has ended, you, Jen and I have become best friends. The three of us are inseparable. We do everything together, Mm. including going on each other's dates. And two episodes ago, we touched on the date where the guy, like, absolutely hated me, wanted nothing to do with me. And Jen was so pissed at you for ordering. I said chicken gizzards. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. Let's <laughs> um, set the record straight. I ain't eating chicken gizzards. I chicken livers. There's not much of a difference. What okay, is wait, the difference? There's a big difference. Okay, wait a minute. Do, do chickens have gizzards, though? Because what I feel is like a it's turkey. I think there is a chicken gizzard. What is a gizzard? What is a gizzard? A gizzard. Is it their neck? I think uh, it is their neck. Like... The chicken. Ew, why are you eating a chicken neck? I don't eat chicken necks. I eat chicken livers. He ate, he ordered livers, livers. not gizzards. <laughs> livers, not gizzards. Lizards. Wait. <laughs> lizards. Are we saying lizards? lizards? <laughs> Okay, according to Google, the gizzard is the part of the chicken that helps them break down food. 
Ew. Oh, it's part of their digestive tract. Ew. That's disgusting. I don't eat chicken gizzards. I eat chicken livers. And not chicken lizards. <laughs> not <laughs> lizards, Jen. Livers. Okay, okay. So, so why, I, I did not appreciate you. <laughs> you were a shit show that day. and Dude, you literally showed up to a restaurant that was super fancy. And <laughs> blacked like, out still. I was, you had a rolling blackout. Don't put that on me. <laughs> you did. She's correct. I had never been blackout during the day. I was spicy. <laughs> I, was on, I had a personality that day. You showed restaurant wearing sweatpants and a hoodie, sunglasses, and you loudly tell the entire restaurant that everybody in there is ugly. <laughs> and they all heard you. I can't help that they were all ugly. <laughs> Y'all are the best looking people. Let's say you take a girl on a date, yeah. right? A first date. A first date. Met on a dating app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find out after the date that her male best friend was on the date as well, watching her. For safety. For safety. How would that make you feel? That I would not give two fucks. That would be a safety thing. You know what I mean? Like, because especially, and I don't know if I would always have this perspective, but especially after becoming amazing friends with y'all, and I, I, I watch after y'all, like, I, I would fucking kill somebody for y'all. And so. <laughs> yeah, you would. <laughs> so if some, if literally, if I went on a date with a woman and she was, and I found out after that her guy best friend was there watching to make sure nothing happened, I'd be like, I totally respect that. Absolutely. How if if you have a problem with that, that's a red flag. So let's say you guys go out on your first date, go out on a second date, obviously your guy best friend's not there. Things are progressing. You asked a girl to be exclusive, but that male best friend is still a major part of her life. Mm-hmm. They go out to dinner together as a group with her other friends. They spend time together as friends. That male guy helps her here and there with things. Now, as a male, what position does that put you in as her potential partner or her partner? I would say we're definitely going to wane him out. We're going to have, <laughs> we're going to, have to get him out of there. Wean? Wean, like wean him out. <laughs> we're going to wean him out of there. Wainer. Uh, wainer. But, uh, Sorry, that's my favorite word that Johnny says. Can you say it? Wainer. <laughs> but, I love it so much. So... I, I am torn if a guy is friends with a girl, he is, I won't say wait for the opportunity to fuck her, but if the opportunity to fuck her arose, he would fuck her. I agree with that. Honestly. So do you think that there's no such thing as a guy best friend that would not fuck his female best friend? No. So it so doesn't exist. It's, it doesn't ex- I think they're very special cases. And I, the only reason I believe this is because of Jen. Thank you. Um, because Jen has literally become my best friend and I don't see her that way. And she doesn't see me that way. And so I truly believe that that would never happen with Jen. But I also acknowledge that Jen is the only case. And in any other case, I would, I would fuck one of my female friends if the case arose or if it became an opportunity. So I, there are special cases, but for the majority, and if any guy tells you differently, if a guy has a girl best friend or a girlfriend, he was gonna fuck her if the opportunity arises. Yeah, he may not be like plotting and planning, but you're right. If the opportunity like if she came comes, to him and said, "Hey, hey," he's gonna say yes. Yes, and I, I do want to make that clear too, because obviously I'm friends with y'all and I'm friends with other females. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'm out here every day. How am I gonna make this happen? Um, 
Like, I'm not plotting to fuck any of my female friends, but if the opportunity arose, I absolutely would. Except for me. And so, if you're in a committed relationship, <laughs> I think you have to get rid of that possibility. Yeah. Because, and that's me, but I'm, some guys may proactively try to pursue that. Well, because we, I mean, Ken say I talk about this all the time, like, we, we dog on men all the time, but we really do, we think highly of you, we talk highly of you how you treat us, how you respect us, how you watch out for us. You've maybe not literally your life on the line, but you've not knowingly what could happen. You've stuck up for us, not knowing how someone else is going to react without hesitation to, to watch out for our safety. And we, we notice that and we appreciate that. That may, that means something to us. That is, that's strengthened our friendship. That's a big deal. (laughs) And you don't expect a payment for that. (laughs) No. No. Maybe a shot. <laughs> but let, me, no. let me get a let me get a Jenny Peach. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is where this is hard for me because it's like our friendship is so strong, and it. I look at you just as somebody who I feel like I can always go to, and there has been dates in the past where I have brought you up, and I have said, you know. Bananas is our good guy friend. He's somebody who helps me out when I need it. He's always been there for us. And I've even mentioned before, like somebody I'm texting, like, oh, yeah, you know, Bananas came over and we took a nap today in my bed or on my couch. And they've always been like, oh, that's cool. But like, if this progresses (laughs) anymore, like, he's got to go. That's where it sucks because I, like, because I do view that if I'm in a relationship, there, and like I said, I could be wrong. Like, this could be the wrong mindset. But I don't agree with having guy friends if you're in a committed relationship. And so... Well, I don't think that's wrong because I think most females are in the same position of, you know, if you have a partner that's a male, not having the opposite sex as a best friend. And I get that. And this is my part of where I come in as a jaded mindset and a not so healthy mindset is when I think of you and our friendship, I'm like, he's not going anywhere. That's just not going to happen. Partner, I would say... I don't know if I'm comfortable with you having a female friend. And I know that's so big of a double standard and honestly a very toxic mindset on my part. And that's something I hope I can work through and get through. But I think it falls back to like, I know the logistics of our friendship. But I don't think it's a wrong mindset either. I think it is known that if you're in a committed relationship, your partner should not have a friend that they hang out with on regular of the opposite sex. And that sucks for me, and I agree with that statement, because first off, it sucks for me because the majority of my friends are females. So if I get in a relationship, I'm going to cut off a lot of people. Or not, re- I mean, obviously I'm going to cut y'all off, but, like, I got to stop hanging out with a lot of women. But don't you think if you got in a relationship, if it was healthy and right, that you could just say, hey, let's let's be friends with these people. Together. Let's go lunch. Let's go to lunch with yeah. my friend. Yeah, I because mean, there's no reason that, do, yeah, it like, could be that you and healthy. that female have to, like, okay, so you and I hang out together yeah. by ourselves, we'll go to dinner, whatever, you come over, help me mow my lawn, but when you're in that committed relationship, there's no reason why your girlfriend or, like, my boyfriend couldn't come to dinner with all We of could us. do it together, so yeah. it's not like we yeah. gotta stop being friends, no, you just but yeah. change the dynamic. they be around, and that's healthy, I think, mm-hmm. like, that's the healthy way to solve that, hey, this is my friend, we all hang out together. Um, so I, yeah, I do see yeah. that. My biggest fear, honestly, is that because, because I have the mindset I have and that, so, I mean, obviously I never get in a relationship with y'all, but <laughs> let's say I got in a relationship with y'all and then obviously I'm not comfortable with bananas being around. 
So uh, my biggest fear is that y'all y'all get in a relationship and then it, you got to cut bananas off. And I would respect that also. Yeah, like, you cut me off like. I don't know. I can tell you this that, and I've been pretty open about the day a guy acts right, I'm off the market. Mm. Like, I've been so bored about that. I have gotten to the point where I'm ready for a relationship. So, the second the first guy acts legitimately right, I'm in a relationship. But that does not mean I cut you off. It just means the dynamic of the friendship changes. Because you don't disrespect us and you don't ever cross that line of friendship. But he doesn't know that. I believe, and I could be wrong, I'm not an expert, I'm not a professional, I do believe when we come at it of the aspect of, hey, why don't you, Jen, Bananas, and I all go grab dinner? Mm -hmm. I feel like that partner then gets to see, okay, this is what the dynamic is. This guy is also my friend, and things change. And I could be wrong. Again, I'm not a professional. And there's no, there's no hanging out by yourself together. No, no, no. Okay, that's, that that's perfect. No. But I... also, if he likes to drink, we're gonna become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this: So, we have established a healthy boundary of you hang out with those people with your new partner. If you have, what if you have fucked one of those people in the past? They they're, would have th- to be cut off. They're cut off. Yes. They would have to be okay. cut off. Okay. Yeah. I just want to. I wanted to. Yeah. I would. I would agree. I feel like you and I had this conversation recently. You can't actually. really. You no. can be friends. I think that you can be friends with someone after you sleep with someone. That's totally true. But I think once you get in that relationship, that serious, like this is the real deal, then I think it's really only appropriate to to truly cut off the people yeah. you suffer. Yeah, it's not appropriate. Yeah. You're just not really ever genuine true blue friends with the people like you can be on good terms with people that you slept with in the past i do believe that but once you get in that relationship out of respect personally i'm not talking to anybody i'm not i'm done i have a really close guy friend who recently was in his best friend's wedding and i'm talking like us three best friends that's how him like their dynamic is he was in their wedding recently a couple months ago and he had actually at one point had been consistently fucking the bride. Oh my God. Like years before they started dating and he and her were hooking up constantly, constantly, constantly. Years ago though. Years before him and her Did started he know dating. The husband? Yeah, he okay. knew. So that so, at least it was transparent. Yeah, well yeah. I just thought it sounded funny and so people were asking them like why and not only was he in the like wedding, he was the groomsman <laughs> in the wedding. And so people were like Dude, how are you having him as a groomsman in your wedding knowing that he, at one point, consistently was, like, sleeping with your bride? <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. Okay, I will say, though, eight year, Yeah. We dated for literally eight years. Those feelings are so gone and so dead. It's completely neutral. If we were to ever be, like, on that friendship level again, I'm telling you, I could. I wouldn't, but I could mind level wise be in his wedding and watch him get married and be so happy for him having been with him for literally eight years okay i get that because I, i'm telling you even that is how over yeah. and and like yeah. neutral and just yeah i just i can relate to that because uh jessica often asks so jessica's married we know that she has mm-hmm. kids and she often asks me how do you watch your ex-husband with another woman and then that woman having your child with her? Mm-hmm. And I could stand at my ex-husband's wedding with his new wife and be happy for them. Yeah. Like, I, every time I see them together, 
and I go to pick her up or drop her off at them, every time I see them together, I'm like, these two are made for each other. Yeah. Like, they are happy. She's happy. And for me, it makes me happy for him because, like, as my daughter's dad, I still love him and always will. It makes me legitimately happy, and I could do that. So I totally relate to where you're coming from on that, mm-hmm. standing at their wedding and being legitimately happy for them. Okay, I think sometimes you you could sleep with someone 10 years ago, and then, yeah, there's always going to be that, like, little vibe or little chemistry that it could happen again, but there's some people that you just, it's happened, and you're like, I don't know how that happened, mm-hmm. and it's insane that it did, and it will never happen again. There's I will no say concern. it's never, like, it's never been a secret that, there is a select few guys that I have slept with that we had some type of, I guess, I don't know what we're going to call it, situationship with them. And we're still very close, like mm-hmm. very, very, very close. And those are the men that would have to be cut out mm-hmm. instantly. The second I got into an exclusive relationship, they would have to be cut out because those are the men where you talked about where like you're going to have that small piece of chemistry mm-hmm. where you know that it could happen again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those guys that I am very close with and still have some capacity of a relationship with, they would have to be cut out instantly. And so. they honestly would still probably be happy for you. Oh, they would. Every one of them and would be very happy. So it's a difference between, because there's a difference between somebody you have done something with and somebody you haven't done something with. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a dynamic. Mm-hmm. And then my, my next question was going to be, uh, so is it, because it sounds like we've all healthily in a healthy way, moved on, and we could, whatever our exes do is fine. Is it a red flag if somebody has not moved on from their ex? Oh, After a gosh. certain amount of time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here we go on this. I'm going through this right because, now. Because, no, because yeah. I've talked to people, and because after my marriage, obviously, there's a, there's a time period where, obviously, you still love that person. It sucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it takes time to get over them. But after, like, a, you know, a year, two years, you should be over somebody like and if you're being healthy and so my question is if you talk to somebody who after three plus years is still not over not even a marriage not even a eight-year relationship yeah they're not over somebody they spent you know three years dating i think that's a red flag yes mm. absolutely I, I don't know if i would call it a red flag i would just call it that they're not ready for a relationship at mm. the end of the day mm-hmm. so it's unhealthy I've been in this situation for a few months now. Jen's been personally involved with it. And I've matched with somebody on Hinge. And pretty quickly, we were honest about where we were when it comes to being single in our past relationships. And he opened up and said, like, I just got out of engagement a couple months ago. I'm still working through it. I'm still very much in love with her. And I'm not in a place where I could be dating. Well, that's also a couple months ago. I'm talking... Three, I'm probably three plus years down the line, somebody's still hung up over somebody. Well, yeah, I think that means they've just. And why are you on the, the dating? Work. Why are you down on the dating apps two months after your well, engagement? I can't say I. I'm not going to fault anybody for that because I left my ex husband. I asked for a divorce in January. I did not leave my household and our relationship legitimately until May. And by the beginning of July, I was already on the dating app. It's a lonely thing. I wasn't looking for a relationship. I was looking for a hookup. I was looking for a date. I was looking for something to distract me. Do I think it's a healthy route to take? No, I don't. And I'll own up to that. It wasn't healthy. But it was more of just trying to distract myself from what was happening. 
thing. Mm-hmm. That's And again, that all falls back into normal human behavior. Do I condone it? No. Do I realize that what I did wasn't smart? Yes. Do I wish I would have waited a little while? Yes. But at the end of the day, that's just more human behavior where you're coming from a situation where you're in a relationship for so long, right? And then all of a sudden that's abruptly cut off and you're used to having that human interaction, whether it's just physical sex human interaction or you're used to that emotional human Mm. interaction, it's just abruptly cut off. Yeah. And so, you know, it's just, it's hard to fault anybody for that of being on the dating app so quickly. Now, if you're going from the dating app, you're on the, you get out of your relationship, you go to the dating apps, and then you're trying to get back into a relationship within a month. That's an issue. That's a problem. That's a problem? No, you're perfect. No. (laughs) No. 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 Like, you need to give yourself that time of working through what you've been through, trying to get over your ex, work through any trauma that may or may not be there. If you're going from relationship, breakup to relationship within two months, I do not condone that. I would never suggest it. And that's one of those do not fucking do it. Mm-hmm. But the, the difference between you and that guy is you're back on the dating apps maybe faster than most. or not. Even, I'm going to even say faster than most. You're on the dating apps, whatever timeline that you think suits you, you're transparent about your your intentions, and you act that way too. This guy, maybe he was transparent about his intentions, but his actions didn't match up. His actions were husband actions. Yeah, absolutely. Let me take care of you. Those are not husband actions. Y'all have a different spectrum than I do. Those are not husband actions. Okay, what are husband actions coming from a guy? Okay, so I feel like the bar... Maybe not husband, but you know what I'm saying. No, it was more of... He fucked with both of our... Us, because we're a package deal. He had us both scratching our heads. I didn't get invited to the Florida trip. (laughs) Actions didn't... His actions didn't translate to what he was saying that he wanted, which was an issue. Because I don't think he knows how to be anything but a relationship guy. Well, yeah. Which is why he shouldn't be on the app. And I feel like a lot of us come... You have to evolve into that. I was not a freaking hookup, do whatever I want kind of girl before I yes. got divorced. Hell no. I was get meet my soulmate at 17, get married at 20, have a baby at 21, live my entire life as a stay-at-home mom, taking care of my kids. I was a freaking relationship girl. I'm still a relationship girl now, but I'm just not, not in a position to put myself where I'm in going from relationship to relationship because it's all going to fail. Yeah, completely. And I think it takes time after a relationship to be able to basically kind of, and it sounds bad, but when you come from a relationship and then you're broken up with it, you need to put up a wall Mm -hmm. to be able to, and not necessarily a toxic wall of shutting people out, but putting up a wall of, I have to take this time for myself. And that is what that person did not do was I need to put up a wall to work on myself and be able to work through what I, the trauma that I just went through, this person thought that it would help to move on to a relationship or some sort of dynamic to be able to get over what they went through and their breakup and all that. That is something I don't condone. Mm-hmm. You cannot go from, whether it's a situationship, whether it's a friends with benefits, whether it's a relationship, that does not get you over your previous relationship Mm-mm. at all. The whole getting over someone to get under someone else is bullshit. It just doesn't work because you're just going to end up in the same situation you were before. Yeah. It doesn't work. It's never going to. You have to legitimately sit down, sit with your shit, 
work through it in order to have a healthy relationship. What shit are you talking about, though? It doesn't, like anything. For me, example, I went through a lot in my marriage, a mm. lot of stuff, and a lot of the stuff that I went through affects me today. And those are things that I have to work through to not be so triggered with my next partner. And I will say I'm pretty jaded after what I've been through. And there's a lot of times where I have to question and ask myself, am I coming at this of a place of I am jaded and that's why I feel this way? Or is it legitimate that their behavior is not okay? Yeah. I do that a lot. And those are the things you have to be able to work through. You definitely have to heal. But let me ask you this. So I'm talking about me because I come out of a very toxic relationship. Can you be the right person in the wrong relationship? I guess is what I'm asking. Explain so, that. Like one bit. person. So in- let's say maybe I am a good partner, but let's say I was in a terrible relationship. Absolutely. So then we break yeah. up. I take the time I need. Is it healthy for me to jump into another relationship? Like, I cannot be the right person, and then I was in the wrong relationship. Yes, because I think Jen and I talk a lot about this when you're not around. And we do say to ourselves all the time, Bananas is going to make an amazing, amazing husband someday. He's going to be an amazing partner. Yeah, we see that in you a lot. We see that in you you all the time. How you are, the man you are legitimately at the end of the day, you are an ideal partner and you're going to be an ideal husband someday. The relationship that you were in brought out the absolute worst in you and it was because it was triggering you. Mm -hmm. And that's going to happen there was things that I did in my marriage and they were things that I would not have done had I not been with the person that I was married to there's things that I did that I'm not proud of while I was married and that's why I always tell people I'm not faultless in my marriage I'm not perfect I was not faultless I caused problems I had toxic behavior and I will own that at the end of the day but those were things that I would not have done had I not been with the person or in the situation that I was in. So people, you think people can bring out the worst in you? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, and again, I'm not a professional, I'm not an expert, just from my own personal experience, is that that person that brings out the worst in you knows how to bring out the worst in you. So they're going to attack those buttons that they know that is going to flip you in a second. Mm-hmm. They know how to feed off of that. And that's where that manipulation and that abuse comes in is that they know how to trigger you. And that's, at the end of the day, what brings out the worst in you. I agree. The guy that I, my almost boyfriend, that I like, I know you guys didn't, you both were very vocal. Hey, he, he gave me one good night. <laughs> he did. But I think he, I think he, maybe he tried. I'm not really sure. I don't think, I really don't think it was like you or anything you really did or said. I don't think it was specifically your actions i think it was just his Uh, jealousy and insecurity and intimidation but the guy that i've mentioned before in previous episodes that i almost dated he was just i picked up and could tell he was so jealous and so intimidated by bananas and i want to make a point that like when we talked about this where it could make somebody uncomfortable that you were friends with Mm -hmm. it was not the normal hey I'm not comfortable with your guys's friendship. It was a very strong. A passive aggressive. And yes. very passive aggressive. And I think when it comes to that passive aggressive behavior is when that is considered toxic. Yes. He never because he addressed could have came it. to you and said, hey, what is your friendship dynamic with bananas? What is the friendship here? Instead of coming at it as the passive aggressive way that he did. Because we don't really know his feelings. We're assuming his feelings. That is technically true. But he definitely gave off insecure, jealous Well, it's vibes. his words. It was his yeah. words mm-hmm. and it was his actions. Because yeah. 
you don't have to know somebody well. You don't have to spend a lot of time around them. And this mm. is when, like, we're on the dating apps and we can tell, okay, wait a minute. His verbiage tells me this is going to end not a good way. Yeah. And the verbiage that he was using was verbiage where down the road you would have ended up in a very unsafe, toxic situation. Yeah, red flags for sure. I mean, on our first date, our first few dates, who do I talk about? My two best friends. I talk about bananas. I talk about Kenzie. Those are the two. Like, literally, that's who I spend my time with. That's my world. <laughs> so it's I have stories with you two. I moved here. Who do I hang out with? You, you, you. We do this. We do this. And it wasn't directed towards you. But, yeah, I already mentioned the comments of, oh, hopefully you can wait one more day to get it. Like, that was super fucking inappropriate. And then we went, the the final straw was because, not because of you. I don't, like, I yeah. don't think you'd feel bad. But I, I ain't going the to. final <laughs> straw was, like, I just feel protective over you. Like, yeah. You are my friend. If someone's going to have a problem with you, uh, yeah, address it with me. And I'll, I should be able to reassure because there is, there, there isn't an issue, right? And it should all fall back to, you should have asked questions. You spent the night at my house for how many weekends, how many days yeah. in the last six months? And how many times have you ended up in my bed? Zero. Zero. So, like, that tells you something. If something was going to happen, it would have already happened, Right. I'm not going to spend my time reassuring someone something that doesn't need to be reassured. Well, and that goes back to earlier. It goes back to earlier because when you get in a relationship, yeah, those expectations are different. You Mm -hmm. know, am I sleeping on your couch if you're in a relationship? Absolutely not. You know, am am I alone? But hey, hey, but... If you got in a pinch and you were like, hey, blah, blah, absolutely. If it came down to you, let's say you're out in a town and your only options are to drink and drive or crash on her couch. You're sleeping on my couch. You're sleeping on our couch. And I would tell if I was exclusively or whatever, I would let them know. And if they had an issue with that, I'd be like, well, I'm. Any guys that we dated would prefer you to drink and drive and sleep on our couch, gone. But what I'm getting at is, so we talked about earlier. When you get in that relationship, that's a conversation you have. Mm-hmm. You've been talking to this guy three weeks. Yes, you're right. It was also like literally he, zero like, time. He has no, there's no obligation. There's no, he had loyal, no tenure. you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not committed to nobody. It doesn't matter. Right. It don't. We went to, we went to Shady's, our bar. <laughs> and this was like kind of the first time I brought him around our friends, I think. This is the first time I met him. Yeah. yeah. And it was like maybe three weeks in. And I was excited because again, I was, I'm not lying. Like I did actually like him at the time. This is why I'm so proud that I cut it off because it really was toxic. And we get in line, lines long as hell to get a drink. <laughs> Bananas comes up to mid and he's like, Hey man, uh, you mind buying me a shot? I think he was really trying to impress. And uh, so he gets him a shot and, and Banana's like, I'll pay you back, buddy. No, you know, no problem. I just don't want to wait in line. He's like, no, man, I got you. I got you. So he gives him a shot. <laughs> and then a little bit later, Banana's whispers, whispers in my ear, I'm not going to pay him back. <laughs> and you shouldn't because that guy was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> and then the rest of the night, it was like that guy knew his place. He <laughs> bought me a second drink, He bought way. him... I thought he bought you that more than two. That guy has been put in his place by your friends so many times. I don't know how many drinks he bought me, but he bought me the right amount. Yeah. That guy is, listen, as much as that guy wanted to be toxic, he really, we probably might be more toxic with as much shit. And I have, out. I do have an unhealthy relationship with people that buy me drinks. <laughs> I was, because I, going before I met him, yeah. I said, I don't like this guy. I don't like the energy he's giving off. And then mm-hmm. as soon as he bought me my first drink, I looked at you. And I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> really? Did. Okay, can you imagine if you two ended up 
together at the beginning of the summer, how bad he would have been upset with the three of us going on my birthday trip together. Oh, he would have. You're, where's Kent? Where's he sleeping? He, he, he's sleeping in the other. What, yeah. You just he's gonna touch you. So for my thirtieth <laughs> birthday, the three of us were trying to come up with something to do, and last minute, Jen and I booked a glamping tent out. And uh, let's talk about how I was supposed to be in Knoxville. <laughs> <laughs> a glamorous hotel. We told Bananas that we were gonna get a really nice, super cool hotel in Old City Knoxville because. <laughs> Bananas is not a camper at all. I'm a which, which we respect that. Bananas yeah. is not into the camping scene. Jen and I are. Mm-hmm. And so three hours before we were supposed to leave town, I switch it up and I'm like, hey, why don't we get this glamping tent out on the lake in the middle of the woods? And she's like, fuck yeah, let's do it. So I said, okay, but we can't tell Bananas that we're getting this camping <laughs> he tent. Because he won't come. And I want him to be there for my First birthday. First off, it was your birthday. I definitely would have came and I had a yeah. weekend. But that being said, we're in the car ride there. <laughs> Y'all, they don't say a word to me. And I, where are no, we? No, wait a minute. Before we left, Jen texted you and said, pack for warm clothes, pack for warm clothes, and bring your swim trunks. Yeah, warm yeah but that's me on a regular basis. And so we're in the car ride, and you're talking about bars to go to, but you don't mention where and what bars you're going to. And I'm like, oh, I got a guy that lives in Knoxville. Let me call him. He'll tell us exactly where to go. And y'all are like, oh, we're not going to Knoxville. And I'm like, what Gatlinburg. We're staying in a tent is what y'all told me. And we did, and uh, you it was were good fun. Sport about it. The glamping tent was super fun. It had just like one king size bed, so of course the three of us ended up having to share a bed. And again, if I was in a relationship, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> but like all of us are single, we're doing our thing, we're hanging out, and that was honestly the best weekend I've had in a really long time. We had so much fun. We had mimosas. We asked uh, bananas to be our servant, and he said yes. And so he made us mimosas every time we asked. Every time our drink was empty, we clinked our glass and he would refill it for us which is so refreshing because Kenzie and I we live alone and we always we have to take care of ourselves yeah. all the time 100% we, when we went on that Florida trip to see Pen Pal that was the only time in a long time that we've had the opportunity to like completely shut off our brain cells yeah and that was like refreshing I love shutting off my brain cells so when we saw Johnny we were like maybe Johnny would let us shut off our brain cells and he and did he did, and he did, he did he such did a, a great good job, job. When we were on our way to Florida and we got stuck on that plane for like two hours, all of a sudden they get on like the intercom and they're like, oh, sorry, Allegiant passengers, our plane is broken. We're not going to be able to have any pressure on this plane, so you're probably going to suffocate and die. Basically, our flight was $4. Jen loves to write while we were on this flight to Florida and we're stuck on the runway for two hours we're like delusional we're tired and all she can think of is if we're gonna crash I need to start writing down everything that's happening so if somebody finds this even though they this know is gonna be disintegrated <laughs> just in case somebody needs to know what we were doing that day which yes. developed our segment of life happening life happenings originally the florida trip life happening started friday july 28th 2023 flashback to on the way to florida in the hot ass plane with no air conditioning um (laughs) i'm gonna laugh so hard (laughs) this is no longer true (laughs) jen is laid off but not getting laid (laughs) kenzie is getting laid oh it's the opposite now (laughs) 
It Y'all, really is. Roles reversed. <laughs> Except for I'm still laid off. Please hire me. <laughs> Hot Girl Summer has been 10 out of 10. I'd say 12 out of 10. Dude, it's been so great. Uh, Kenzie made us drive to the Nashville airport when we could have flown out of Chattanooga. It was going to be $300 more. Angry face. Won't make that mistake again. <laughs> Our flight will be uh, one hour and 24 minutes. Turned into four hours and 24 minutes. <laughs> yes. We are dehydrated AF right now. You didn't buy water? <laughs> it was $8. $8? For it was too expensive. We were on a budget. Yeah, we couldn't pay for water. Mm. Airport smell clouds are worse than my apartment smell clouds. I came through your apartment the other day, and I went through one corner, and it smelled like an old people's home, and then I rounded the next corner, and it smelled like, uh, I don't like, two-cent Victoria's Secret perfume. <laughs> Jen swindled 75 cents from Kenzie today. Happy face. Still pissed about that. <laughs> the family we sat next to... <laughs> waiting for the flight hates each other. <laughs> okay, seeing that family makes me, like, deter from wanting to be in a relationship. Yeah, they were so mean to they each other. They hated each other. They were shitty to their kids. They were shitty to each other. They were shitty to us. Everybody around them. <laughs> Tried to convince Pen Pal to pick us up from airport with a sign that says, Hamster Sheriff and Hamster Shorts. He refused. <laughs> <laughs> no Wi-Fi equals pilgrim life. Sad face. It's a long two hours. All right, air conditioning plus pressurization, zero out of ten. We That's almost when died. We were dying on the plane. You get what you pay for. <laughs> we paid four dollars for that flight. <laughs> Don't force feed all snacks before security. Okay, that deserves a story. We got to the airport. Jen was in dad mode, so she packed us all these sandwiches and snacks. You know, she's laid off. I'm trying to save money, so she's like, "Let me pack us food." We get to the airport, and then I'm like, "Wait a minute, I don't think you're allowed to take." Food through TSA because and I'm pretty like, sure there's right. a sign that says no food or drinks through TSA. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, okay, but we can't waste the food. And she goes, yeah, I bought that. We can't waste it. We have it. to eat it all. So we were eating like multiple PB&Js, <laughs> pretzels, chips. Chips. You name chips. it. And we had just eaten Subway on the way there. Yeah. We are two halves of a whole idiot. <laughs> that is true. Stinky pee box. They are gassing us out. Or the airplane smelled like pee. We feel dizzy six six thirty eight p.m. What the fuck? About an hour and a half into sitting on the runway, all of a sudden, everybody in the back half of the airplane started saying that they were feeling dizzy. Mm-hmm. It was scary. Okay. When I'm president, babies are not allowed on planes. There was a lot of crying babies. <laughs> yeah, it was really annoying. <laughs> Trying to keep Kenzie conscious. <laughs> I was falling asleep. Or I was getting gassed out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Seven fucking fifty. We took off. Smells farty. <laughs> One of us probably farted. <laughs> Will pen pal have a sign? Question mark. Jen votes yes. Kenzie votes no. And he didn't. He did not. So many people love to witness our friendship. <laughs> that was a personal. I don't ob- believe that. That's a personal observation. No, they say that to us. Do they? Yes, they do. I've never heard it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm so full. Food baby. Nine months. We are getting drunk tonight, last free weekend. Pen pal went to the wrong airport, hashtag dummy. <laughs> we thought because he's an aeronautical engineer and a super genius that he'd have no problem figuring out what airport he was supposed to be at on account of we screenshot the itinerary. Twice? Twice. He did not know. He went to the wrong airport. Update. Friday, August 18th, 2023. <laughs> Wolf Spider tried to take Jen out. 
Jin, shut the fuck up. <laughs> shut the There fuck was a spider up. in our bed, and the spider tried to take me out. It crawled over my arm. It was so heavy, it weighed me down, and I was able to flick it off me. And then we made Johnny kill it, and he got so stressed out, he told me to shut the fuck up. Yeah, you wouldn't shut the fuck up. But he said it in his worst, most southernest accent I've ever heard. Jean, shit the thick it. <laughs> it got thicker. <laughs> Kenzie has been 30 for 24 hours. Gross. Not enough beer or bear spray. I bought bear spray, by the she way. She did bring bear spray. I'm scared of bears. It's like my worst fear. We asked Johnny to be our servant. He said yes. He did a great job. He really did. <laughs> had to walk three miles uphill to find the tent. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. Our tent was like seriously down the steepest hill I've ever witnessed in yeah. my life. Johnny opened first bottle of champagne. He did good, but was scared of getting his hand blown off. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I opened champagne. I know you were like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> Is it gonna hey, one time I popped a bottle of champagne and a cork did hit me in the hand and I had a massive bruise bigger than a quarter on the palm of my hand. Oh, I wish I would have no shot one of y'all. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have. We are 10 out of 10 zen, happy, and healthy. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Try to fart only when Johnny... Uh, oh, my God. Fucking amazing. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Johnny surprisingly prefers cuckold chair over bed. Oh. <laughs> Every time we were hanging out, we had that one king-size bed. I think, honestly, it was just easier to like converse you know like the triangle but it just was funny to talk shit about you like why are you think you'd like want to be in the bed with us no people i'm gonna go blow my brains out sit in the chair well you want me to read mine i'm scared <laughs> but go for it johnny's life happening the same weekend i'm these bitches servant <laughs> dad observing his landscaping you get no you get no context to this oh yeah met a man named john Maybe a real estate mogul. Maybe he's trying to fuck me. <laughs> he lives in Nashville, though. I'll, I'll let you know which one it is. And then last note, we ended on, we fucked up when fed. Kenzie's too fucked up. <laughs> well, actually, I wrote too ducked up. Because <laughs> you were too fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>